Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And by we, I mean the United States justice system. And by him, I mean Nicholas Rossi, a.k.a. Nicholas Alaverdian, a.k.a. Arthur Knight. Arthur Knight. A.k.a. like he's got like seven or eight other names. Uh, Most known for Arthur Knight. A lot of, of the names. ridiculous outfit. All the night. It's been a long, ridiculous saga, but when we last checked in on this character at the end of last year, he had just officially exhausted every possible means of avoiding being extradited to the U.S. from the U.K. And the U.K. can now breathe a great sigh of relief, knowing that he is no longer their problem. He's our problem now. Which is only fair, because despite pretending to be the dapper English gentleman Arthur Knight for the last several years... Nicholas Rossi is American, mm. and America is also where he committed the terrible crimes that he avoided justice for by yeah. faking his own death and fleeing across the Atlantic to start a new life. Yeah, um, the goofiness of his English impersonation should not outweigh the actual legitimate horrific yeah. crimes there's he a, committed. There's a fun side to this story that is uh, outweighed entirely by uh, the very real crimes the, <laughs> the background behind it. We don't have time to recap the entire absurd chain of events that brought us here, but Nicholas Rossi is a genuinely very bad man. The crime at the center of all of this is a rape that he was believed to have committed in Utah in 2008. It took investigators an entire decade before they actually tested the victim's rape kit, and the DNA was found to match Nicholas Rossi's DNA that had been collected from another 2008 sexual assault case in Ohio, for which he had been convicted. And in the course of investigating the Utah case, it came to light that Nicholas Rossi had been accused of sex crimes, domestic abuse, and fraud all across the country over the years, with behavioral problems dating all the way back to childhood. So yes, it, this is very horrific. But how the hell did this guy end up in the UK living under an assumed identity and a ridiculous one at that? Yeah. And being filmed on a show. Usually a, you want to be like inconspicuous, not very fucking conspicuous, but I guess if you don't, if you, if all you know about the United Kingdom is what you've seen in movies yeah. like uh, Mary Poppins, yeah. My Fair Lady, things of that nature, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna go a certain direction with it. Yeah, I feel like he had that plan of why would an actual criminal be putting himself out there in such a yeah, public way? Exactly, hiding in plain sight. Yes, and very loudly, and very over the top Britishly. I mean, if you, if you didn't know what you were looking for. You'd be like, okay, something's going on with that guy. Yeah. But probably nothing terrible. Sure. Pretty weird guy, but I'm just going to assume he's not some sort of fugitive rapist who faked his own death. Arthur Knight, you say? Mm-hmm. That's definitely a British name. The most British name of all, I'd say. Sure. So, yeah, in 2020, while under investigation for the Utah case, he aggressively got the word out to the local Rhode Island media that he had terminal cancer. And a few outlets found this newsworthy because he had previously been in the news for speaking out against the state's child welfare agency. A month later, there was an obituary and local news coverage of his death, and that was that. He's dead. Unfortunately for Rossi, though, the FBI, who had been investigating Rossi for fraud, completely separate from the sexual assault stuff, mm -hmm. uh, they're actually a pretty competent law enforcement agency when they want to be. And when they heard that he died, they figured, yeah, let's double check that. Let's look into it. And they did. And they decided that there was a decent chance that the story was bullshit. Mm. Where was he, though? Well, a little less than two years later, a guy checked into a hospital in Scotland with a bad case of COVID. And someone there decided to cross-reference that man's tattoos with the Interpol fugitive database. And uh, they turned out to be a match. 
for Nicholas Rossi. Now, you know the guy in uh, 3C over there? The one with the ridiculous accent who claims to be a posh businessman? We should probably at least do the due diligence here of yeah. running his tattoos through the database. Like, you hear this and you're like, wait, are they cross-checking everyone's tattoos against the Interpol database? And I'm like, probably not. Probably only for people who just have an air of suspiciousness around them the second you start talking to them. Yes, my name is Arthur Knight. Uh, yes, it looks on the, on the forms on my bed. It does look ridiculous uh, because it is clearly listed as Knight Arthur. But you could see how oh, that's just a bit of fun my parents were having. Yeah, yeah, we have fun here. Anyways, double check that guy. Yeah, maybe just take a look. Well, they got him. Except the guy they arrested spoke with uh, obviously something resembling an English accent and insisted that he was Arthur Knight. What followed was two years in which UK authorities had him pretty much dead to rights on what his actual identity was, and Arthur Knight steadfastly denying everything in the face of overwhelming evidence. He stalled the legal process for as long as he could through various means, including a possible, possibly fake disability, and in the meantime agreed to numerous on-camera interviews. Why would I hide? I am in Arthur I Knight. I have nothing to hide. It's unclear why he decided to talk to press uh, to the press so much. But if the goal was to sway public opinion, well, play the clip. We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I'm, I can't, because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to, to someone who believes that, that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on a show. This is all an act. Oh, he Andrea, no, that's, that's a low blow. That's a right low blow. Never going to get tired of that clip. Nope. So yeah, that is, you know, clearly an innocent man. Just an average English bloke wrongfully accused of a horrible crime. He should be down at the pub having a, a nice room temperature ale right now instead of going through this horror show. Waiting for this all to blow Of over. a legal travesty. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, this commitment to the bit was something that we had wondered about. Now that the UK courts had determined once and for all that he was Nicholas Rossi and had shipped him back to America... Would he keep up the Arthur Knight Act? Our guess was that yes, he would, mm -hmm. because he's in too deep. And we now have a definitive answer. Mm. Here is Nicholas Rossi's first U.S. court appearance since being extradited. My name is Arthur Knight Brain. My date of birth is 22nd of the 11th, 1986. Your Honor, Tamara Vasquez for the state. Um, this individual has been extradited um, and he has not admitted his name or birth date accurately. And so I don't Objection think we're going to be successful on that today either. It's a, also Objection, known as... Objection, my lady. That is complete hearsay. And I would ask uh, your ladyship that the prosecution show cause for why uh, they... Uh, uh, so, so, Mr. Mr. Knight, Mr. Knight, I'm going to... Whilst I had an appeal pending in the Supreme Court. 
Mr. Knight, I'm going to appoint a lawyer for you. There's a no bail warrant in this case, so we're going to set it for a detention hearing in 10 days. Okay, so it looks like we were right again. Again. He even spiced things up by referring to the judge as my lady and your ladyship. An American would have called her your honor, but clearly this man has never stepped foot in the United States and only has the UK court system as a frame of reference. So, a case closed. This man is innocent. Mm. Except no, this case is going to be going for a while, we'd guess. Uh, he hasn't even submitted a plea yet, and the U.S. courts move pretty slow, even when the person being prosecuted isn't claiming to be a victim of mistaken identity. So, we we got lots more Nicholas Rossi antics to look forward to. Uh, taking bets on when and how that accent starts fading away. Right. But and it's also, it's not just the Utah case. He's got that FBI fraud case, mm-hmm. which is, it stems from him stealing like $200,000 from like his stepmom or something. And then, yeah, in the course of the investigating the Utah case, uh, there's, there might be some other sex crimes in there. Uh, so Arthur Knight's going to be spending a lot of time in court, yes. I'd say. A lot of time uh, defending his honor and trying to clear his name to it no avail. considered cruel and unusual punishment to not let me have my tea in mid-afternoon. You call these crumpets? Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, this, this first court appearance, it was over Zoom. I'm, I'm really excited to see if and when he appears in Utah court. And also, I don't know if Utah courts allow cameras in the court. I mean, I assume mm. they would because this uh, was released to the public. Yeah. But uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Should be great. It's the year of Nicholas Rossi. The, Nick, well, the year of the very bad dude. The, here's what I'll say. The ridiculous accent aside, it's good that this guy's finally getting what he deserves. Yeah, it'll take a while. Yeah. Um, but yes, things are going in the right direction, I'd mm. say. But speaking of American justice, it's pretty unjust a lot of the time. And a recent story out of the St. Louis area is a great illustration of this. I don't know if you've noticed, it's been pretty damn cold lately, but especially in other parts of the country that aren't Southern California, like St. Louis. It's been very, very cold there with temperatures well below freezing. And that's obviously a bad situation to be in if you don't happen to have a home. And by bad situation, I mean you will literally fucking die if you're living on the street in those kinds of temperatures and can't find shelter. Mm -hmm. Just how it is. It's below freezing. You will fucking die. Preventing that from happening seems pretty damn simple, though. Until you remember that this country fucking hates homeless people and actually wants them to die. So here's the most infuriating story we've got for you this week from local St. Louis outlet KSDK. As bitter cold temperatures hit the bi-state, a local church is being penalized for sheltering the homeless. The city is fining First Baptist Church in Edwardsville $750 a day for opening its doors to those in need. Back in October, the city of Edwardsville notified shelter organizers with the Glen Ed Ministerial Alliance, GEMA, about the need for a special use permit to ensure life safety measures were in place. A man lost both his feet in Edwardsville to the cold two years ago. He had bilateral amputations, Michelle Babb, secretary of GEMA, said. That has galvanized and animated the ministerial alliance to say this should not be happening in our town. The overnight warming location at the church, located at 534 St. Louis Street, was activated for the fourth night on Saturday. However, the city issued a citation on December 19th due to the absence of a special use permit application. Where's the permit? What are you doing? Sorry, get them out into the cold. March them out onto those cold streets right Uh, now and take those socks off. uh, It continues. The city of Edwardsville claims it's a zoning violation, which means a $750 fine per day for the shelter. 
The church is refuting that claim, citing a special permit issued in 1969 that allows the ministry to house the community, meaning it can provide shelter to those in need under that mission. Some neighbors also oppose the shelter. I was surprised that there was negative reaction. Sabrina Trupia, a neighbor and volunteer at First Baptist Church's warming shelter, said, I had assumed, apparently wrongly, that people in this neighborhood would have been happy to help the other people in Edwardsville because these are people who live here. They're not coming from anywhere else, Trupia said. They are people in the community. I mean, it's literally a church. It's the one good thing that they do. <laughs> they feed and shelter the homeless in times of need sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you can have a lot of problems with churches and Christianity, but there are a lot of, uh, a lot of teachings of Jesus Christ that I feel like most of us can't agree on, but apparently, apparently not. Yeah, they, for whatever reason, American Christians only want the stuff out of that book that punishes people. Yeah, which is weird because uh, the first half had a lot of that. The second half was sort of about softening oh, well, the tone. you get halfway through a book, you, get, you <laughs> give up, you put it on the shelf, you say, I'll get to it. And you never do. You never do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a giant building, a church, that can fit lots of people in it. And yeah. clearly they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't over-encumbered by all it's of these It's only people. doing church services at certain times of the week for like hour or two at a time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's empty. Like, I don't know, the middle of the night. Just big old roof, big old room. Yeah. Seems <laughs> pretty convenient. Yeah. People that could otherwise, or otherwise will be just around the neighborhood, they'll be outdoors freezing, freezing to death. So why not take the people that are outdoors and put them indoors? Well, you see the permits. Ah, have, yes. You don't have permits. And yeah, permits exist for a reason. And it sounds like the church probably should have gotten the proper permits a few months ago when they had the chance. But who the hell cares? This is like those stories that pop up uh, frequently in Orlando, Florida, of all places, about like the local Food Not Bombs and other yeah. uh, uh, food organizations giving out extra food and food that they've prepared to the homeless. Mm, can't do that. That happens here, actually, too. No, it happens. Uh, this, is, this story is something that happens frequently. Mm -hmm. It's just in the middle of a cold snap, it's like especially egregious. These people will die. Yeah. Like, it's not just shelter from the elements. It is shelter from, like, certain death. Yeah. Well, so why does the city care more about permits than it does about human beings in danger of freezing to death? Why is this church even in a position where they're the ones providing this kind of shelter? It's just an absolutely maddening glimpse of the dystopia that we already live in and that is increasingly getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I haven't looked into it, uh, but I'd be very curious. What, what, what is this city, what is this local government doing about this? Because it sounds like they're doing nothing. Well, the cruelty is the point. <laughs> like hey, we fixed the homeless <laughs> yeah. population. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, when we had Rick Caruso, when we had our late, last mayoral election like two, three years ago, it, uh, people get fucking weird when you start talking about the homeless. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Los Angeles subreddit, it's all flowers and rainbows until someone brings up the homeless, and then it's fucking Heil Hitler. It's it's yeah. fucking weird. People treat homeless people like they're inhuman, and it's like, yeah, no one likes being around that kind of poverty. For one thing, it makes you feel bad. Mm -hmm. But like these people, they're these are people that exist in your community, yeah. and if it's twenty degrees below zero, they're gonna fucking die. If a church is opening its door <laughs> yeah. to take care of this, <laughs> what you consider a what problem, and it is clearly a problem because they could die, uh, why would you want that to stop? Well, permits. You know. Those pesky permits. Anyway, moving on now to an update to a story from a few months back that brought a lot of joy to us and so many others. A dog over in Portugal named Bobby 
had died, which is never good news. That's not the good news. But he had died at the ripe old age of 31, mm. which if you've ever owned a dog, that's a lot older than they usually get. Yeah. You're lucky if you get half that much. And knowing that a dog had managed to survive for 31 years immediately generated interest from people who wanted to know the secrets to extreme canine longevity. And it also generated a Guinness World Record, with Bobby's 31 years surpassing the previous record of 29 years set by Bluey, the Australian cattle dog, back in 1939. And the namesake of that... That's the inspiration? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. They both survived drinking two Dr. Peppers a day. So if 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 your kids are asking... Mommy, Daddy, I love the Bluey TV show, but what, is Bluey going to die? And be like, not for 29 years. You'll be way old by then. You, you won't, won't care, care yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So yes, uh, wow, crazy, except not long after Bobby's death was reported, the naysaying experts immediately came out of the woodwork to cast doubt upon Bobby's accomplishment. It simply wasn't scientifically possible, they said and photos and videos of Bobby did not indicate a dog of such advanced age. In fact, they showed a dog that appeared to be overweight and therefore statistically less likely to live a long life. Well, here's the latest on the Bobby controversy from NPR. By all accounts, Bobby led a calm and peaceful life until his death on October 20th, 2023, at the reported age of 31. But some discrepancies are raising questions about just how long he actually lived. Now, Bobby, once considered the world's oldest ever dog, has had his title temporarily suspended as the Guinness World Records, GWR, investigates concerns about the canine's real age, a spokeswoman told NPR. As of Tuesday, the group said it is reviewing evidence on file, while also looking for new information and reaching out to experts and those linked to the original application. Bobby, you have been stripped of your title. This is so unfortunate, specifically for the people that work at Guinness, because usually they just write up a... Uh, a little form, and they're like, hey, wow, look at that. Put it on your wall. All well, right, people, have a good day. People, like, it's so funny that, like, the Guinness World Records is, first of all, even still a thing, but, like, second of all, has, like, any weight, really, to it. Because the story of Guinness, the Guinness World Records is literally, it, the Guinness and Guinness World Records is the same Guinness as the Guinness beer. Like Michelin stars and Michelin tires. It's, uh, yeah, because ba- back in, like, the fucking 1890s, people used to get in arguments down at the bar. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have the internet. Mm-hmm. They get, get in arguments about, like, you know, the biggest ever, the longest ever, the best ever. And the, the people at Guinness, they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Got a brilliant idea. We, we make this book, and they put it in every pub. They can settle arguments. Yeah. And now here we are, like, 130 years later, <laughs> and it's like, we have to investigate this dead dog. Well, at least that's an actual, like, legitimate world record instead of, like, a guy who invents something like, I can pop the most balloons with a pencil in 60 seconds or yeah, something that's stupid the, like, like that. It, so they're trying to be, like, legitimate with this. Yeah, good. But then at the same time, like, their prestigious organization in the last, like, decade or so has fallen off so badly. Yeah. They're just given, like, awards to... Uh, there's like some uh, representative of like a foreign state. Yeah, it was uh, Turkmenistan. Yeah, the president of like Turkmenistan was. I just love like, these records. Yeah, it was, and yeah, and there's just all these like stupid records of like, you get, you win the world record for being the only person to th- ever come up with this idea. Right. Like uh, the first person to like pop twenty balloons while smoking a cigar and like getting yeah. their feet sucked by uh, a fish. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, no, like we used to do real things. Like specifically, America used to every year. They'd, or every couple of years, they'd have the world's biggest pizza. Yeah. And then the homeless would show up and they'd say, no, we're throwing this thing away. No. Can't, sorry, you can't have any of it. You don't have a permit. It would be wrong to give you food because then, you know, teach a man to eat pizza. Uh, he'll, he'll give them give a man, give a man the man world's a, largest, largest pizza. pizza. He'll, he'll eat for a day. Yeah. 
but it'll be wrong because he didn't work for it. So we're going to destroy this pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it continues. In documents to GWR, Costa claimed the dog was born on May 11th, 1992. In February, the group declared Bobby the world's oldest living dog and oldest dog ever. That ranking dethroned Spike, a 23-year-old Chihuahua mix from Ohio, who had just two weeks earlier earned the title of oldest living dog. While our review is ongoing, we have decided to temporarily pause applications on both the record titles for oldest dog living and oldest dog ever until all our findings are in place and have been communicated, the group added. Typically, Rafiro breeds have a life expectancy of 12 to 14 years. The Associated Press reports that GWR officials received correspondence from some vets questioning the dog's age and took note of public commentary from vets and other professionals. And yeah, I checked their website. All the, all the dog pages, it's like the page is still there, but there's no information on it. It's just blank. Mm. Well, they're taking this very seriously. I'm just happy that someone dethroned a chihuahua. Uh, yeah, they, they do live a long time, but I don't think they're happy for most of that time. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of old... Chihuahuas are never happy. I rarely see a happy one. I mean, yeah, that's pretty accurate. But like, especially, I see so like they do have good genes, but like they're worthless genes because they're just living for like five extra years, just blind, crippled, can't do anything, tongue sticking out because all their teeth fell out. Yeah. Like it does not seem like a happy life. Yeah. No. So yeah, look, this is quite scandalous, obviously. And it also raises some very interesting questions. If Bobby wasn't actually 31 years old, that means the original Bobby and the most recent Bobby were two different dogs. How many Bobies were there in total? <laughs> and did the owner just replace Bobby every few years with a similar looking dog and keep it under the same original registration? His dog must have had to go to the vet over the years. Did none of them notice this? Was no one shocked? Looking great for 25. <laughs> yeah, cool. That it must be some going. sort of record. Hey, I'm known as the vet that kept this dog alive yeah. 30 years. I guess it is good for business. It is. You don't want to ask too many questions. He's the best vet in town. <laughs> they live forever. You come back, your dog looks a little different. <laughs> looks a little different, but uh, spry as ever. Uh, and yeah, uh, the most important question is why? Why would someone do <laughs> yeah. this? Having a Guinness World Record, it is pretty cool. But if you know it's based on a lie, it's got to feel a little less cool. Yeah. And was getting the world record the, the goal whole, the whole time, going back decades? I mean, Guinness was a popular book back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, that, that library book was always back-ordered down yeah. at the local library. Uh, you couldn't get near those two fat twins on motorcycles. They were the talk of the town, Mm-mm. wait in line for hours to get their autograph. And they started making the covers all, like, metallic and oh, shiny. Get and her stuff. out of here. Yeah. So we might never know the answers to these questions, but also, maybe it's all true. Maybe Bobby did, in fact, live to be 31, thanks to some... Crazy genetic mutation. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to believe. But but it's probably not probably true. Probably not true. This pro- the, the owner of Bobby probably, it's probably like the, spoiler alert, it's probably like the final shot of the movie The Prestige. Mm. They've got just a basement of uh, tanks Bobby. with dead Bobies in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just hundreds of dead Bobies. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's horrible. But uh, how many Bobies were there? We'll never know. How many people were in on this? They they need to start digging. There's going to be some like huge crime. This net. is some local like conspiracy. Yeah. Everyone's in on it. How deep does this go? They used to give Bobby the sash at the parade every year. Yeah, I mean they like they could pull off uh, something like this in uh, what's what's that town? Idlewild. Yeah, with the dog mare. The goal, it's a golden retriever. 
And those we, dogs, they're the, very interchangeable. The mayor has passed away, but we can't let the citizens know that they don't have a mayor. So we need to find a golden retriever that looks identical. Well, that's the thing. This mayor. The Max, I believe its name was, the, the dog mayor of Idlewild, who I met just months before it tragically passed away. What had, did you do? Had, <laughs> I know, had two deputy uh, mayors who were, looked identical. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, obviously the owner feels bad, but like, they could have kept this under wraps. This they could have kept Max alive for This is another centuries. thing that's just like, the, the people just, the 90s just changed everything. They saw uh, Air Bud and they were like, what if a dog could play basketball? What if a dog could run a city? Yeah. They saw Airbud, and then years later, with the dawn of Wikipedia, they looked up how many fucking dogs died during the making of Airbud, and it ruined all of that previous childhood enjoyment. So that goes enjoyment. back to Bobby. It, it's, there is, in everyone's mind, one Airbud. Yeah. But at the expense of many other Airbuds. Right. So it's, it's, it's maybe that kind of scenario. Maybe. How many Mr. Eds were there? Well, only one, if you ask me. The one on the TV that doesn't matter what episode it is. <laughs> the that's one the... on the TV that <laughs> would lick the peanut butter and yeah, uh, move talking. his mouth like he's talking. The famous Mr. Ed. Yeah. One lassie. Only one lassie. But speaking of dead animals, <laughs> here's another update for you. Last week, we talked about a little section of sidewalk pavement in Chicago that had recently become something of a, a local shrine due to the fact that a dead rat had apparently ended up fatally stuck in the cement while it was still wet, and after decaying away, it had left a rat-shaped imprint in the road. The Chicago Rat Hole, as it, as it was dubbed, became a local attraction, with visitors from all across Chicago land and the country, and the world, making the pilgrimage to pay their respects and leave various mementos. Coins, flowers, cigarettes, alcohol, cheese, of course, candles, even a nice little plaque. I heard Guinness is going by to measure it and see if it's the biggest rat hole they've ever seen. Oh, it has to be. Mm -hmm. Well, there have been some developments since we last discussed the Chicago rat hole. First off, turns out probably wasn't even a rat. What? <laughs> Sorry. The local consensus seems to be that it was actually a squirrel that fell from a tree. Hilarious placement. Funk into yeah. like some wet cement. <laughs> yeah. Very comical way to die. Got to give it to him. Or probably got up and walked away. Yeah, there, there, is, there is debate over that, uh, whether, whether it died in there or made it out. Mm. Well, there's no tree there now, but there was 20 years ago when locals say the imprint first showed up. Wow, this has been a local legend for a long time. Yeah. So, yes, the Chicago rat hole is actually probably the Chicago squirrel hole. And it's also been around a lot longer than we originally thought. But here's a new development that's a lot less delightful. The Chicago rat slash squirrel hole is gone. What? We can't have anything nice. Here's NBC Chicago. Pour one out for the viral Chicago rat hole. Friday morning, the viral sensation, which looked to be the imprint of a rat or squirrel by some <laughs> accounts, appeared to have been filled in by a concrete or cement-like material. Photos from the scene in the 1900 block of West Roscoe Street showed the former rodent-shaped engraving filled in with what appeared to be plaster or concrete. Coins and other trinkets left as part of the rat hole shrine were strewn about, surrounded by snow and ice. At one point Friday morning, a concerned citizen took to the hole with a makeshift car scraper, his Illinois state license plate, to try and dig the hole back out, NBC Sports' Alex Shapiro reported from the sidewalk. As a Chicagoan, I feel the preservation of history is important, Jonathan Howell said. It has a plaque, so you gotta dig it out. <laughs> Howell, who lives in Lakeview, added that the cement was still wet. Someone did this, Howell said. Some vandal did this. 
Howell added that he didn't learn of Rathole until recently, despite living in the neighborhood for more than 20 years. Just last week, my friend was in town and he was like, we have to go see Rathole, <laughs> Howell said. Others from the neighborhood joined Howell in heroically helping to scrape the rat hole back to its original state using small tools. However, the icy conditions, along with the alleged drying cement, proved difficult. Can't even have a fucking rat hole. What a shame. You know, well, you didn't have a permit. Didn't have a permit for that rat hole. There's got to be some crotchety old guy nearby who's just sitting there going, I didn't like how many people was bringing out yeah, the no, neighborhood. This, this is 100% someone... Uh, some busybody. Someone who lives in the neighborhood within, like, a block uh, who just didn't like all the cars driving down their neighborhood. Too many lucky loops. The type of person and who like has nine one one on speed dial when someone like so uses, this isn't an emergency. uses their driveway to like do a three point turn. Yeah, um, and clearly the type of person who thought that this uh, sensation was going to last forever. That it, like, you know, it ne- by this time next year, there's going to be a line two miles long to see the rat hole. Yeah, not yeah. that it wouldn't fade from everyone's collective <laughs> memory instantly. It's just a meme, lady. Yeah. Or sir, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Fortunately, though, there is there is a happy ending to this story. Here's Block Club Chicago with the rest of this story. It's not clear who has a problem with the rat hole and doesn't want us to have nice things, but Lakeview neighbor Jonathan Howell grabbed his license plate and went to work digging out the hole, NBC Sports' Alex Shapiro reported. Other neighbors joined in, using other small tools to help. By early afternoon, the hole looked mostly back to normal, though remnants remained of the filling, melted snow, and slush. The material used to fill in the rat hole appeared to be some type of plaster or modeling clay. Neighbors who had made a pilgrimage to the rat hole during their Friday lunch were relieved that the desecration of the landmark was not permanent, they said. I came over to pay my respects to the rat hole. (laughs) See it in person. I'm very surprised someone tried to fill it in, Caitlin Cohen said. Cohen said she is glad whatever material was used to fill the hole has dissolved. It's almost like a plaster that didn't set right, said Peyton Borges. I want to make sure no one covers this up. It's too iconic at this point. It's a Chicago landmark. Got my Italian beef. Got my comically thick pizza. Got yeah. my Chicago Bears uh, jersey. My Chicago Cubbies hat. And I got my rat hole. Yeah. Don't take away my rat hole. Yeah. It's, it's winter time in Chicago. Have you been there? It's fuck, It sucks. They have nothing going on. They should give them a little uh, uh, Irish flag on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. They should fill the rat hole with green river liquid yeah, on St. Patty's coins. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then everyone should get just blackout drunk starting <laughs> at seven in the morning. Yeah. Put lawn chairs around it and just get hammered. I'm glad I did Chicago St. Patrick's Day once when I was like 25 mm-hmm. because I could not do that again today. It starts so fucking early. It's just like it's an all day celebration. Yeah. All day, all night. And it's a lovely city. And, uh, but yeah, people, it's it's just it gets messy. I wanna, I'm a, I might go there this year to see Shohei Otani with the Dodgers play the Cubs at Wrigley Field. I've always yeah. wanted to go to Wrigley Field. Yeah, it's it's classic. So I'm thinking this might be the reason to go. You should do it. Yeah. And if I ate, if I go, you know, I'm going to see that rat hole. Yeah, you got to see the rat hole. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the very real beef restaurant. Burf. <laughs> the beef. Yeah. Anyway, it's time now to move on to the headlines half of the show. But before we get to that, we got to let you know that this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Hello! With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, 
HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients, and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Don't let recipe boredom strike, because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly, and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. Some of our favorite HelloFresh meals this time of year are their hot and hearty dishes for these cold, dark nights. And some items on next week's menu that we'll definitely be checking out are the Hall of Fame Chicken Sausage Spaghetti Bolognese with zucchini and Parmesan. And the Beef and Mushroom Shepherd's Pie topped with white cheddar mashed potatoes. Oh, marron! So good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeirdFree and use code WeeklyWeirdFree for free breakfast for life. What? One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life. What? At, at HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeirdFree with code WeeklyWeirdFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is also sponsored by Bespoke Post. Make this year your most awesome yet with a box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month. The box of awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. Oh, let's see what I got this month. Ooh, so they sent me the Dulce box, and this is so cool. It's everything you need to make and serve authentic Mexican hot chocolate. Chocolate straight from Oaxaca, a ceramic chocolatera jug for heating things up on the stovetop, an authentic Molinillo whisk for mixing and frothing the ingredients, and two ceramic mugs for serving. It's a great time of year for hot chocolate, and now I will never go back to just heating up packets of cocoa dust from the supermarket. No, sir. Uh, whether you want to drink and eat more awesome, dress and travel more awesome, or explore more awesome, Box of Awesome has you covered this year. To get started, you take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. It's free to join, and they release new items every month across a ton of different categories. When you become a member, you'll have access to stellar discounts across a plethora of products. We're talking 30% off sometimes. I love a good deal. It's a great deal. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Get a free mystery gift. Ooh, mystery gift with your first monthly shipment when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD, for a free mystery gift with your first monthly shipment. Boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD. All right, now we have the craziest, weirdest, most insane uh, headlines from around the world this week, starting with... American passenger bites flight attendant, forcing plane to return to Tokyo, airline says. You can't take us anywhere. You can't take us anywhere, yeah. This is, I mean, we joke about people going feral on airplanes, but I, I mean... That's because they didn't have a litter box. Biting, out. yeah. Was this was this some sort of a American weeaboo uh, furry who yeah. uh, was uh, believes that they are some sort of vicious animal and also had a great trip to Tokyo with their family and believes that they are meant to live there and the only way to turn this plane around was to bite, to bite the flight attendant. Was yeah. that what happened? Or was Maybe. This, or or it was just some drunk asshole? Yes, that was uh, someone on Ambien. In any case, uh, Americans. Ten, uh, continue to be the worst passengers. We are a threat to ourselves and others. We are a threat to the world. We are a threat to the world. We, I mean, that, that's true in, yes. in many ways. Yep. As individuals and as a country. That's right. 
Kanye West reportedly to drop 40-minute apology video to Jewish people ahead of Vulture's release. Yes. Yeah, so he has been working on an album. That's why he's been kind of quiet. Uh, Come to my listening party where I do my 40-minute apology to the Jewish people. So he had some listening event last month where he apparently ranted. He didn't go like explicitly anti-Semitic with it, but it was like people were like, oh, okay, so he hasn't, changed too hasn't really changed too much. Uh, but yeah, he... I guess people have seen, he's already recorded this video, this apology video, and people have seen it and they're like, it is fucking bonkers. Like, just, yeah, that's, that's just old-fashioned hype, though. It's Elliot. just like schizo posting, just yeah. rambling. So very excited for that. Ugh. And uh, very excited for Kanye's fans to just be like, well, I, I forgive you, Kanye, because I love your albums, even though they are increasingly worse than the just, one before. Yeah, just... Also, he posted a video today with, I think it was JPEG Mafia or something, but he... He's wearing a fucking Burzum shirt. He knows like, what he's like, doing yeah, by wearing that. Uh, yeah, that's not like... That's, that's a choice. That that's is clearly a fucking a choice. choice. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not a Nazi, but I'm going to wear the shirt for a band that is most associated with... It's not even a band. The, it's one guy uh, yeah, who is clearly a fucking white supremacist. Yeah, who like... He was supremacist posting from prison. No, he's on... Tw I believe he's still on Twitter and like regularly... Yeah. Like, he's like... He keeps it kind of like... Plausible. Varg Vickerns? Yeah, Varg Vickerns. Like, he's a, he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Like, full on. Uh, and he, aside and, from the many and, crimes and he And did. if you asked him if he was a Nazi, he'd probably say, yeah. Or at least a white supremacist. He wouldn't say would, no. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's fascinating. So, get ready for a new Kanye uh, news cycle. Very, very soon. It just sucks because people are going to be like, wow, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress like Kanye. And it's like... The, <laughs> It's just, you can't wear the shirt. Look, <laughs> the, when the album came, I, I've listened to a lot of black metal. It's uh -huh. fine. You can't really listen to it with uh, knowing everything uh, that, that that came behind it. It's, uh, yeah, problematic, to put it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Publicly expressing your affinity for Burzum. Yeah. In, like a photo shoot. And, Very yeah. publicly and that willingly. A, that's a fucking choice. Yes. Uh, Woo! <laughs> Anyways, Google fixes map error, sending cars down central Edinburgh staircase. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, that the GPS said? Yeah. Multiple, multiple people. It's like big How old. How small are these cars? I mean, it's a big staircase. Okay. It's like not as big as like the Spanish steps in Rome, but it's like that kind of, okay. that kind of decorative urban staircase. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, multiple people. Google's just like, turn here. And it's like, it's not even a road. You, you have to, you have to get your wheels up on the sidewalk. So people were like, all right. Well, they make these roads. Chunk, 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 chunk. Oh, wait. What's different this? over here. How was I supposed to know that I shouldn't do this? Like, yeah, it's it's wild. It's like, yes, obviously Google should fix this, but also a little on. common sense would come go on. a long way. Yeah. Are people even like looking at the road, or are they just looking at their phone? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, like, I, how does I, this I, fucking happen? This was a joke in the office fifteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it drives into a lake. Yeah. Which happened, like... That also happened Happens, like, life. every yeah. fucking year. Anyway. Yeah. You don't even need uh, GPS or Google. Like, an old person in a farmer's market. Bad mix. Don't let these old people anywhere near a farmer's market with their cars. Yeah. We need bollards. We need bollards everywhere. The humble bollard. Yeah. I appreciate bollards. The humble bollard can stop... Pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly outraged after school district pulls his books under Florida law that he supported. It's absurd. I never thought they would do this to me. Yeah, he he almost comes out and and says the quiet part out loud, but it's like it's literally just 
oh, I thought they were going to get rid of all the like weird woke shit. Yeah. Not but my book. Not my book. Like one of which we were supposed it, to be pus- punishing other people, yeah, not me. One of the books that was banned is like a book about like Jesus, and like I think it describes like the crucifixion in like great detail. Mm-hmm. And another one is about the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan, which is all like it's like yeah, okay, like if we're gonna make rules for what's appropriate for children and really go overboard with it, like why the fuck would either of these books like make the cut? No, mm-hmm. you idiot. Do you see another, uh, I didn't look into it because I was like, whatever, but uh, there was a kid got like kicked out of school temporarily because he exclaimed Jesus Christ. Like he dropped, ah, Jesus Christ. He got in trouble for he that. He took the Lord's name in vain. Well, I thought we were trying to keep the Lord in schools. Yeah. Which, which, which way is it? <laughs> I talk about Jesus, you get mad. I don't talk about Jesus, you get mad. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'll pray on it. Jesus Christ. Promise. DeSantis presented with participation trophy in Iowa. We're proud of you for trying. This was those uh, those good liars. Yeah. Which is pretty much, I think, like, at this point, the the one good, like, lib comedy mm-hmm. act. They're, they do, like, those Daily Show-style man-on-the-street things. Yeah. And uh, they pretty good track record. I, I have not cringed once watching, well, I, I cringe on behalf of their subjects, but not on the, behalf of them. The funny part is, is, like, Ron is not even that much older than us. So he definitely in his childhood, literally got a participation trophy yeah. because, as we all know, the boomers invented them. Yeah. I played soccer for, like, I don't know, five years as a, a child and couldn't tell you if we won or lost. Hey, I, I got know that trophy I, and I know a big I, pizza. I know I got a trophy about this big at the end of every year and a pizza party. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I got a, a wall full of these trophies, but if you had asked me, I would have, even then, as a child, I would have not, I would have said, I'm not good at soccer. Yeah. I'm very bad at this. No. These are just saying, I did it. I I was there. I'm not under any illusions that I am good at playing soccer. Also, I hate remembering that Ron DeSantis feels so much older than me. How old is he? I think he's like, I can look it up. I think he's like 45, maybe at most. Yeah. Huh. Ron DeSantis. I mean, that would put him in Gen X. I think. Right? He's 45. Yeah, he gives off an older vibe than that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Well. Maybe it's just because he's so tall. (laughs) He's so much taller than he seems. There goes that giant, Ron DeSantis. Especially, it seems like his calves in particular, those bones are just like, whoa. Yeah. How is that possible? Hmm. Man's like a gazelle. Mm -hmm. Haley says, U.S. has never been a racist country. Meanwhile, like her running mate or her, her, her opponent is literally calling her by her birth name in every fucking truth social post just to like. Vivek? No, Trump is. Oh, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, she's, it's, it is interesting that two of the, the candidates on the Republican side this year are Indian, one of whom like can't hide it. Vivek Ramaswamy mm-hmm. and very visually can't not. He's not going to pass for a white man. Nikki Haley, on the other hand, uh, much lighter skin, and as a as a child, decided to go by her middle name and uh, got married and very proudly took that name and went from... And changed his name, too. <laughs> he used to be Bill, but now he's Michael. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, went from, like, obviously, like, foreign-sounding name to Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like, like, it's one thing to say, like, like, saying the U.S. has never been a racist country... Is, factually incorrect. Is factually like it, and like I know the bar is the bar is high for saying that an entire country, like 
the country itself is racist? Like, it would be hard to make that case for a lot of countries. Fortunately for us, well, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately unfor- for me, trying to prove the point, the U.S. literally was founded on fucking slavery and genocide. Yeah, and like, not, you, can't, you can't get around that. And not long ago. Yeah, not, <laughs> in, long, not in, that long ago. In the span of historical events, very recorded history. Like the these central like policies of this country for its first like hundred years were like overtly genocidal and overtly like okay with slavery. Mm-hmm. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Also, like this fucking tap dancing. You're never gonna be president. What are you doing? Have some self respect. It's also shoot. This this also stems from like the Civil War thing. We're like, if you just you could just pull up the articles of like secession from <laughs> like Georgia or. Any of the, yeah. And they're like, they're trying to take our slaves away. Yeah, it's... Uh, this is government overreach. This was not a fringe thing. This was not like some people in the country are racist. Like the country itself was fucking racist. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't make her constituents very happy. Then vibes go along. Who with are her constituents? The, uh, the people of South Carolina, I guess. The people, the I proud... Guess- the proud people of Myrtle Beach. But, like, she was governor there like, 10 years ago. Like, would the people of South Carolina even overwhelmingly choose her as president over Trump? Like, I'd fucking doubt it. Maybe it, maybe it's like how you like a, a sports team and it's not very good, but you, you, you like them anyway. I don't know. I yeah. think she represents, like, just a, this, this lost contingent of Republicans who were, uh, you know, they're Republicans, but they're not. Trump Republicans. And yeah. it's just like you, you, you she's the other option. You're done. Your your time is over. Yeah. Sorry. Florida bill would make it defamation to accuse someone of racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia. Oh boy. Yeah, so marching really quickly towards that uh 45 plan or whatever was pitched. Uh, uh 2025 plan. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh be really interesting to see if and when this is implemented because it's like Accusing someone of any of these things that is automatically, like, you can immediately Hmm. sue them for defamation. I think uh, Ron DeSantis is a transphobe. I do, too. I I, I think he uh, is probably a little racist. And he's definitely sexist. Yeah. I'm just getting it all out there now before it's illegal. He is all those things. Definitely homophobic. I would say. Yeah, and it's wild, like... He's like, what am I? What, What do I hate? Okay, all those things that people keep calling me, that's defamation now. Yeah. So this is uh, going to be very interesting. Uh, definitely. It's, uh, it's always fun to see laws that are drafted just clearly, blatantly to have a chilling effect. No other purpose. I need to take these furries to the pound. So you, you see the actual then? video of that guy? No. That's that. Yeah, I put it in the video because I found it when I was editing. Oh, but no. yeah, he's, again, sitting in his truck like everyone else. A lot of people call me crazy for introducing this bill. He's like straight out of like central casting for like, <laughs> fucking sling blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They think I'm crazy, but they got the they got the litter boxes in classrooms. This man was elected. We need to take him to the pound. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we all need to be taken to the pound. Uh, hopefully, this Florida bill uh, doesn't actually become law. <laughs> we'll see. Hmm. Think twice before stopping to take photos on a Las Vegas Strip pedestrian bridge or risk jail time. This is it, two things. How, this, how the fuck are they going to enforce this? I this mean, if you haven't been to Vegas, they have these, these sky bridges because uh, the roads are like 10 lanes wide. Yeah. And it's a basically so you can get from one casino to the other without having to go in public. Uh, but 
the it is like some of the best views of yeah. the strip, and uh, they're literally like they say like oh this has nothing to do with uh, like street performers. That's one hundred. That's one hundred percent what they're doing. It's this that. Part. It's an anti-homeless law. Yeah, and it's also uh, because the events that they do there and shit. They people were. Uh, during the F1 race, oh. first of all, people were tearing down. They put blocking things over everything so you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, nice. you, no way you're going to see this race for free. Uh-huh. Uh, and then so what people were doing, uh, then they stopped. They were like stopping and watching from the bridges and like, you can't do that. So what people were doing were they were in lines that were constantly moving and going <laughs> down the escalators, turning around, coming up the escalators, watching the race as they walked That's by slowly. That's very clever. Yeah. That's, uh, you, would, you would expect it to descend into chaos, but that's actually cool. People... You know, uh, people just think smarter when they're gambling, I think, yeah. and have, like, 10 free beers in them. And, uh, look, uh, just from family members that I've seen going to Vegas, it is the most exercise you will see these people ever getting. Yeah. They, they're walking for, like, it. Like, they, you could ask them to walk a mile any day of the week. Absolutely the fuck not. If there's a casino one mile away they haven't been to, boom, boom, boom. It's, you know, it's every time Americans uh, go to, like, Europe, they're like, wow, it, something about this European food. I lost 10 pounds while I was there. It's like, yeah, dude, it's totally the ingredients in the food, not the fact that you actually, like, walked longer than, like, the distance from your front door to your car. Yes. Uh, for the first time in, like, but, And your also it is life. the ingredients of the food. I mean, that's kind of it. But it, not it, everything it's is literally like, just, like, yeah. you're walking, like, miles a day instead of, like, 50 feet total. Exactly. But yeah, Vegas is like one of the only places in the country. Like it's, it is a fucking. Now here's a walkable city. Even getting from the lobby up to your room, they make you go through a labyrinth of like slot machines and shit. Yeah. There so, you go. Yeah, but uh, don't even think about stopping on that bridge. You will. More, be, that's more exercise. Don't stop. You will. They will take you to jail. I love yeah. it. it's not even a fine. It's jail. They got to figure out how to jail people now because they made weed legal. So. Not not to all, it's all these empty jail cells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I, I need to arrest someone. We need Gotta new laws. It. Gotta do it. Nine-year-old bullied after bringing fake Stanley Cup to school. Ugh. Ugh. Gives me shivers for, like, showing up with knockoff products when I was a kid and getting made fun of. Like, shoes specifically. Like, yeah. Ugh. It's especially stupid, though, because, like, what the fuck does a nine-year-old need a Stanley Cup for? Because Juice? of peer pressure. for Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, water, I guess. But yeah, it's like... But all, like those cups are like 32 ounces. Why do you need that? Why does a child need that? It's healthy. It's good for them. This, and this is so, it's such a stupid, like, fad. Like, it's like, yeah, having a reusable cup is good. But also, like, I guarantee you, especially for a child, like, what fucking difference does it make? No, no, it's, it's a status symbol. That's all it is. Yeah, it's a fashion item. Yeah, the mom was, like, super pissed. She's like, I have one Stanley Cup, a real one myself. I don't have 30 of them. My daughter wanted one, and I was like, you're a child. I'll get you something close enough. And I guess... Because uh, it's got Mickey Mouse on it or something. Yeah. And yeah. Then just endlessly bullied. I cannot wait for this fad to be over. But then another one's going to take its place. Another cup? Or uh, just... Another anything. Yeah. There's something about it being cups that is like especially upsetting, though. Look, if it's it gets wrong. people to use reusable cups and stuff, like, I yeah, guess... Yeah, so, but like they're completely undoing the, the whole point of reusable cups is you don't need dozens of cups throughout the week. These people are buying dozens of these reusable cups to match not even outfits. to use them, just display them and like take selfies with. It's stupid. I agree with you there. Did you see the guy that like uh, jumped the counter and stole boxes of it from uh, Starbucks? Yeah, but he, uh, I think they got him. Like oh. There's like a bunch of people. They were just like wailing on him. It was, yeah. it was a fucking scene. It was, the, it was the exact same scene that you saw when the uh, 
uh, was it not the Golden State Killer, but the uh, guy with the pentagram on his hand? Richard Ramirez. Yeah, when all the neighbors <laughs> We're going to take care of this on our own. Yeah. yeah. Except it was over fucking Stanley Cool. We don't steal Stanley Cups in this neighborhood. God, it's so stupid. I can't wait for it to be over. Ah. And final headline, Chicago's wind gusts expose how Elon Musk failed to design a Tesla for when it gets too cold. Oh, mm, wait. Oh, people are going to have this car in places where it gets cold? Yeah, it'd be a real shame if it was inaccessible and unable to charge. Yeah, this shit's fucking wild. Like people, like the chargers, I don't know, the, I don't understand the science behind it, but the chargers don't work. And Chicago is an urban center, so it's not like these people don't have garages that they can like... Yeah. Park the car in at night and charge it. Yeah, the they, best was the guy where he has to like break his door open to get the like break the ice off oh, to yeah. get to the handle that like extends the out. Stupid over-designed handle where yeah. it's like he's like you can see the hesitation because he doesn't want to get his hand like chopped off by the handle like deciding to go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool uh, car. It's a very cool car. And I love how uh the Cybertruck uh the way you open the door is you press a button and then the door opens a little bit and then you have to reach your hand into the crack and open it like that. <laughs> no one's going to lose any fingers with that. What happened to door handles? Why does he hate door handles so much? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're not sleek. Think about all the aerodynamics you're losing with those <laughs> the door one guy uh, who posted on Reddit was like, well, got my first thumbs down this week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more where that came from, yeah, buddy. buddy. Uh, also, like someone got the thing like, uh, accepting your delivery. It's like, first things first, make sure your Cybertruck is super clean. Like, make sure it's clean all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the user manual for the Cybertruck is just like, literally, like, anything you get on this, you have to clean immediately. Like, you yeah, can't, you're, you can't you're just... You're ruining the company You can't just take it to the car wash, like, once a month. They're just like, it has no clear coat. It has... If you get even just, like, oils from your hands on it, it will corrode, given enough time. What a wonderful car. So, yeah, these things are all going to look like rust buckets in, like, two or three years. Very exciting. Yeah. Great car. We, we love Tesla. Anyways, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Please like the video. Hit the like Come button. On. Do it right now. Okay, you did it. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, leave a comment. Reply to a comment. Uh, do whatever you want. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We have uh, videos coming up over here, uh, including Mr. Beast taking it to X. X. Yeah, X not going to give it to him, or will they? We'll find out. I don't know. There's some interesting theories about. Uh, what's and going then on. Uh, a callback that we made on this show about uh, there's a bill being uh, put forward the in furries. Oklahoma to stop the furries from infiltrating all of our schools and peeing all over the place. So check out that video for all of that and uh, our update on the Iowa caucuses. Uh, and we'll be back for more next week. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>